Hello world, it's Nisha Bo, and I have returned to this wonderful podcast platform. However, there's been a name change if you haven't noticed to $100 Eris. My message has done a slight shift as well. Now, we're still a motivating, inspiring, and positive podcast about life changes, but my main objective now is building wealth. Does that sound shallow? Well, I hope not, folks, because with wealth, a lot can be done. A lot of good could be done with true wealth. So I'm excited about the new direction of my podcast. Why, you may wonder? Because I'm not currently wealthy. (laughs) Pretty much the chances are you aren't either. There is nothing wrong with wanting wealth, folks, if you want it for the right reasons. But you know what? Wanting your family and generations that follow you to not struggle is a pretty good darn reason for me. So I want you to take a moment right now. Right now, wherever you are, you could be driving, listening to me. Oh, that's such a wonderful thought. You could be in your home. You could be getting ready for bed. I don't know. Wherever you are right now, I want you to think to yourself and I want you to be honest. Do you want to be wealthy? Do you want to be wealthy? Do you want so much money that you don't have to worry about living paycheck to paycheck? You don't have to stress if you're going to be able to send your child to college. Or if you get a loan, how are you going to pay back the loan? Or if your car breaks down, how will you make it to work? Or putting up with abuse at work because you know you need a job? Or wanting to help more homeless people and people in your family? Be honest with yourself. Do you want to be wealthy? No one has to know your thoughts. You be true to yourself And think to yourself, do I want to be wealthy? Because I'm being honest and I want to be wealthy. And I'm not ashamed to say it. The list can go on and on what we can do with plenty of money. Okay? I mean, this is real talk. But see, you're probably saying, well, maybe I don't want to be wealthy. Maybe I just want to, you know, be comfortable You know, just after I pay my bills, have a few dollars left over. Well, the lifestyle that I want to lead, the the things I want to do in this life, the legacy I want to leave behind, the mark I want to make and an impact I want to make in this world, even while I'm still living, I can't do that with comfortable bank account. I need more than a comfortable bank account. I need true wealth. The dreams I have are too big for a comfortable bank account. Okay? So, you know, okay, I've established that, that, that I want wealth. However, is this truly obtainable with nearly $100 to my name? Now, we've all heard of the rags and riches stories. We are truly fascinated by them. But come on, folks. Come on. No family wealth, no famous or rich connections, no loans. Simply the only thing we're starting with 
is basically zero to a hundred dollars in the bank account how do we really do it honestly how do we really do it you know i watch these movies and i and i watch youtube videos and i read books i just feel in my gut people leave out some stuff you know maybe it's illegal stuff maybe it's something that someone did for them but they didn't want to put that in there because their story won't seem so intense of a true rags the riches but i'm talking about either bad or average credit and zero to a hundred dollars in your bank account how do we start from there what's the raw and uncut uncut version of wealth building from nothing and no help that's what i want my podcast about i want you guys to follow me on my daily journey let's do it together i mean if you dream of being wealthy let's do it together let's take notes let's you know help each other out i i can invite you to do podcasts with me but we're gonna do this if you want wealth the way i want wealth whatever your reasons may be uh heck if you just want it for selfish reasons whatever that's your business but i just wish people would be honest you can do so much in this world and in life with a lot of money and that's just real talk and i know people say money can't you know bring happiness i know that but hey not having money sure can make you sad so are you ready i'm ready tune in tomorrow for day one of our journey of the hundred dollars heiress later folks hello world this is hundred dollars heiress thank you for tuning in to today's podcast now i just got off from work i am stuck in this crazy atl traffic if anybody knows anything about the ATL and the one thing that everybody can agree on is the traffic here sucks (laughs) that's just the bottom line the traffic will make you want to leave ATL but I'm not going anywhere so how was y'all's day how was your Monday my Monday was fabulous even if you had a very trying day I want you to say out your mouth speak these words that today was fabulous because we have to say it speak it into the universe to turn our attitudes around and we definitely do not want to bring all the things we went through at work home with us so as i said yesterday on our journey to wealth is uh i wanted to do a a podcast about a little bit about me my my background um without giving too much, you know, private details. I may want to do a book one day. So I grew up in Largo, Florida. It's a little, I want to say it's a country town. It's not so much country now, but it's a little town in Florida, a little city in Florida near the beach, Indian Rocks Beach. Um, and I I grew up, I mean, we, we were wealthy. We were wealthy. We had the biggest house in the neighborhood. We had probably the biggest house in the city. Um, I grew up, we had Mercedes and Rolls Royces. Who remembers the Rolls Royces? That's what my dad drove, okay? My first car at 15 was a 450 SL convertible Mercedes. So 
I grew up with wealth. I went to private school. My brother went to private school. Went to Catholic school. He went to Baptist school. Um, and so th that's just how we grew up. My, I remember my dad had a cell phone when they first came out. And they looked like the size of a house phone. They were big, huge block phones. And no one had phones then. Then phones would cost you almost a grand. Like when they first came out. And I remember my dad being the only person I knew that had a cell phone. He had a construction company. Um, he had two, actually, and a paving company and landscape company. And that's how I grew up. I grew up with wealth. I, I, I was surrounded by money. Um, now, due to bad decisions by my dad, due to being greedy, um, due to just not doing the things you're supposed to do, we lost it all. We lost everything. And... Um, we had nothing. My parents divorced and my mom didn't, you know, she didn't get anything in the divorce settlement. And I mean, she wasn't going to try to take him to court and get alimony anyway. I don't think people did that back then, especially in the Afro-American community. People just didn't, they don't do stuff like that. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just, that's just real talk. So we had nothing. And my dad, he left us with nothing, like absolutely nothing. And when I tell you nothing, I mean zero, like zero. We lost the house, we lost the cars. Um, my mom moved in with my grandmother who was next door. I, um, I had lots of friends, you know, friends that were, let's just say part of the, the, the bad world. <laughs> and they, you know, put me in, in nice apartment and stuff. I mean, I had to hustle and this was, you're talking, okay, I was like um, 18, 19. So it's been a long time ago, and I, and I am now 45. So I was 18, 19 during this time. And that's that's how I survived. My younger brother was taken in by a wealthy um, family that, it was his best friend, it was, it was a, a white family. It's so sweet. Um, he's still obviously very good friends with them still today they took him in so he could finish his last year of school because my brother didn't know what it was like to be in a public school so they took him in and they paid his last year of school private school um so that was you know my childhood so i lived like that for you know just hustling street life and then i went to the military at 25 and I cleaned up my act, and um, I did not like the military. Um, I got out in like two years. I came back to Florida for a little bit. Um, my mom, I think I, I wasn't, I'm trying to think. I think my mom was in Georgia at the time. I'm not sure, or maybe she wasn't. But she went to, she moved to Georgia from Florida and she met a man and she got married and that was a disaster and she got divorced and um then we lived i'm skipping over some years because like i said it's, it's a lot to the story but she uh she got divorced she stayed in in georgia i was in georgia i was working at, as a bartender um this is still i'm still in my 20s late 20s um then, you know, I became a CNA, and then uh, I got married, and I got divorced, and 
uh, skip some years <laughs> at this time. My brother, he's still in Florida. He's struggling, you know, so years and years and years of struggling. Um, I'm going to jump ahead to, I would say, maybe, um, maybe 10 years ago, about 10 years ago, I started uh, my own business, um, babysitting and night nursing and things, and I started making very good money. Um, at that time, I'd already been a nanny for some years and a daycare teacher, so I, I just started this side hustle, and I was bringing home over $1,000 a week. So I was like, wow, like, you know, for someone with no kids, no real bills, you know, that was money. I was living very comfortable. I would give my mom money. Then I brought her in to live with me and we were in a townhouse and she was a bank manager. We were doing very well together. Just, yeah, we were bringing it in. So then I moved her back to Florida because I just felt she, you know, just maybe want to be close to her family, her, her kids and her grandkids and you know, or sisters and brothers, blah, blah, blah. Um, I did not like Florida. I do not like Florida. I feel Florida doesn't have a lot of opportunities for young people, um, people of color. I feel it's not kind to you. I do not like Florida. So even though all my family's there, um, that's not a place I want to live. So I came back to Georgia, picked up my business again, did very well, was not on paycheck to paycheck. Of course, not wealthy, but definitely was not paycheck to paycheck. Sending my mom money. Then my mom had a health scare and she had to stop working she had to retire so um obviously things start changing again so she moved in with my brother in florida and um i'm helping out with the bills then some financial difficulties happen with my brother so skip to some more years <laughs> we're gonna skip to like recent we're gonna get to recent we're gonna we're, let's take it to let's take it to like a year ago yeah, about a year ago. So I went and kind of just escaped Georgia for a minute. My mom was still in Florida. Uh, I wanted, I just needed to escape. So I, I gave up everything, my business, everything. Um, I had this bomb apartment. Oh my God, I gave up everything. And I went to Canada. Did not like Canada. I mean, it's okay, but it was not like all the hype that people say, oh, Canada, like this utopia of love and happiness and no racism and this and that. Um, it, it was not my cup of tea. Canada was not my cup of tea. I was in Toronto and um, I, I just, I, I didn't enjoy it. So I was there for three, four months. Then I went to Texas. I was like, Texas, let's try Texas out. Texas, OMG, no. Nope, nope, nope. I was in Dallas. I was like, no, this is not me. I met, you know, now don't get me wrong. All these places that I traveled, I met wonderful people. I mean, absolutely, you know, I was a living nanny with these these places cuz I mean, children, that's my gift. But I just I did not the states, the states, the countries, I just I did not like it. So I left there after 3 months, went to Seattle. Seattle was okay. I had a wonderful living family. Um yeah, they're, they're okay. I'm still, I still talk to a lot of my, my families too. But Seattle was okay. I stayed there two years. And then I was like, you know, I'm too far from home. Like, I miss my family and stuff. So, then I went to Australia for a bit to help a family out that I had met in Seattle. Um, and that was a disaster. Like, ugh. when I tell you Australia, and, I, and I'll tell that story another day too. 
that was the biggest one of the biggest disappointments of my life I'm serious one of the biggest disappointments of my life I don't think I've ever cried so much I don't think I've ever dealt with depression so much um, it was it was a wake-up call to a lot of things and people and you know this and that so I left there because that was only a temporary assignment anyway and I said, you know what? I'm going back to Georgia. I'm good now. Three years away from Georgia. <laughs> I, you know, saw some things, experienced some things, learned a lot of things, but I went back to Georgia. And when I came back to Georgia, I've been in Georgia a total, if you, you know, you count the coming back and all that, I would say maybe 19 years. When I came back to Georgia after three years of being away, I was dead broke. And this was a year ago. I got back a year and a year and a month ago, uh, 13 months ago. I was dead broke. I was dead broke. My credit was jacked up. And I was like, I, I just didn't know what to do. I uh, Thank God I had bought a car the year. I had bought a car before I traveled and left the car in Florida. So I had to bring a new car that had only driven a few months. And I left while I traveled all over the world. But um, I was in a mess. I was in a mess. My mom was in a mess. My brothers were in a mess. Everybody was just in a mess, you know, because I had stopped sending money and, you know, I stopped saving. I, I just was in a mess. But I hustled when I got back to Georgia. I hustled my butt off. I left on good terms with people. Therefore, I picked up life back on good terms with people. So my business contacts were still intact, even though I had been gone almost three years, you know. But that's we you, you have to leave things the right way. Even if people don't do you right in business, do not, I repeat, do not do an eye for an eye. You know, still leave on good terms. You know, still give them respect because this is a small world and everybody knows everybody. Like, have you found that out that like people you wouldn't even think would know each other, know each other. So always leave on good terms. I know people say, well, that that's a bridge I wanted to burn, honey. Okay, I don't burn bridges. I mean, unless you're, you're threatening my life or something, I don't burn bridges. You just never know. You might have to half cross that bridge. So I picked up business and literally, guys, I kid you not, not only did I increase my credit score, 200 points. This was in the, this, I've been here 13 months, 200 points. My income, I, I had nothing in the bank, nothing, okay, when I came back to Georgia, like literally nothing. I have a savings again. I have a checking again. I'm about to open another account. Um, we're not going to go into the, how much detail that, you know, how much I'm making. Um, I, I had to live with a friend. Okay. I couldn't even get my own place. So I have, you know, a townhouse again. My mom, I got my mom from Florida. She's here. I'm taking care of those bills paying off credit I paid off two credit cards my mom you know helping her pay off her credits and stuff which her credit is fantastic but all of this in 13 months because I hustled my butt and I just didn't work a nine-to-five you can't do this with a nine-to-five you can't think you're going to change your life when you're in dire straits and you're going to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning, clock in at somebody's job, 8.30 to 9, and get off 4 or 5, even 5.36. 
I will work Monday through Friday over 40 hours. I don't, I mean, I don't even know what working under 40 hours means. Over 40 hours, Monday through Friday, and I still will work another 10 to 15 hours on the weekend. Because when you have a goal and you are desperate and you know your why, my why is my mom. I do, my mom's almost 70. I do not want my mom struggling. And she's not struggling now, thank the Lord. But I want her to live a life of luxury in her last years. You know, I mean, her life has not been too great, even though like, we grew up wealthy and she had, and my mom didn't work when we were growing up, you know, but she dealt with a lot with my dad. He wasn't an easy person to live with. And I just want her to have good, good latter years, you know, don't you want that for your family? Don't you want that for your kids? And working paycheck to paycheck is not going to cut it. It is not going to cut it. So if you're happy with that type of life, I mean, hey, power to you. Power to you. You don't think about leaving your kids anything. You don't, you know, you're not thinking about, oh, I have to take out a loan. What about paying, helping them pay for their, their college in cash? You know, why go into more debt? Wouldn't that be nice? Don't you think that would be nice? You know, what about buying a house where, you know, maybe you can't buy the whole house in cash, but you can put half of it in cash. So you'll be able to pay off your mortgage in 10 years. Those are my aspirations. Those are my goals. I won't even say dreams anymore because I'm going to knock them out. I say they're goals. So I know it could be done. I, like I said, I know what money's like. I know how hard. And, and one thing, growing up, my dad worked his butt off. We didn't see my dad much. There would be Christmases. My dad was at a job making sure everything the building was done on holidays he would be on the equipment himself you know what i'm saying this is when he had established business he would be there himself to make sure that these jobs were ahead of time and done properly on holidays christmas day we didn't see my dad sometimes okay so i know about hard work i know it can be done I've not only have I improved my life so much in just one year and I haven't even even touched other things that I'm about to do, you know, and tomorrow we'll discuss, you know, uh, other side hustles because you're, you're not going to be able to do this on a nine to five. You're not going to be able to do this with one job. So if you're not willing to put in the work, well, like I said, keep listening because I want the listeners. I want the support, <laughs> but you definitely are not going to uh, accomplish wealth. You're not going to get there. Just working a regular job. Uh, there's a lot of things that my dad said to me growing up that have stuck in my head. But one thing that stuck in my head is you are never going to be rich working for somebody else. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, you know, but he, that was something he said a lot to me. He's like, always have an entrepreneur spirit. You know what I'm saying? You know, make your own paycheck. And, and, and he also used to say to me all the time, don't put all your eggs in the same basket. Now that's something, that's like a wake up call to me because I was in a situation a few months ago and I wasn't um, doing my side hustles and stuff and I was getting very comfortable with one job and then something happened and I was like, you know what? I'm giving one job too much power over my income. If I don't want to go back to that same situation that I was in 13 months ago, you know, just dire straits, struggling, bad credit, no cash, nothing, just a mess, living with people and things. I need to continue to have extra money, continue to make it, continue to save, and not give one person, one source, all the power 
you know, of, of my well-being, of, of my finances. So, like I say, we'll discuss that another day. But I just wanted to give you guys just a little, a little insight of why I am the way I am, why I'm so passionate about money, why I believe what I believe, and, and I know it can be achieved, and unless you believe it, and, you know, just my worth ethic, and all of that, so hopefully, I know I left out a lot, I mean, I left out a lot, a lot, but by the parts I, I did share with you, um, do you know a little bit more about me? So, I am closing out this broadcast, thank you guys for joining me again, this was wonderful on my ride home. I, I I really want to podcast every day. I mean, I might skip a day, you know, because um, I, I work. I, I, I am working hard. And like I said, I'm not even home. It's almost 7 o'clock here in Atlanta. And I'm not even home. And I left my house at 7 o'clock this morning. So I will definitely, though, just really, really try hard to do podcasts every day. And I want you guys to tune in every day. And make sure you still check out my YouTube channel. I'm going to have like little inspirational messages there too. I don't think I'm going to do that every day. But definitely check it out. It's Nisha Bo. N-E-S-I-A-M-B-O-W is my last name. You guys have a wonderful Monday evening. Write down one thing that you want to accomplish this week. One thing. But it has to be something concerning your finances. So whether it's you're going to save $20 extra this week by not, I don't know, getting your nails done, I don't know. Whatever it is, write down one thing this this that you want to accomplish this week. My thing is, how to say it, save more money. So <laughs> I'm going to save more money this week and and, and I, I will do it. I'll do it. I'll, actually, I'm going to put a dollar sign to that. I will save $50 this week on top of the regular amount that I always put in my savings account. It'll be $50 extra I'm saving this week. That means no going out to eat for lunch, basically. That's what that is. So do that before you go to bed. Make sure that you wind down properly, whatever it is, where spending time with your family, reading a book, listening to soft music. Do not go to bed with a heavy heart and a heavy mind because you will wake up with that same condition. This is $100, Eris, signing off. Until later, world. Night-night. <laughs>